This is Nick Solak with the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Hey, this is Scott Heinem with Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is the Baby Boomers. Yeah, the Baby Boomers, the young ones, are up here now playing in the major leagues. We'll talk about that and how they're doing as the Rangers just swept the Oreos. And then we'll go down in the bus leagues, and we'll talk about the teams that are still in the playoffs as the season wound down, the regular season's gone. We'll talk about what the minor league teams have done and uh, all of that. We'll do all of that right. After this. This is Willie Calhoun of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. This is Levi Weaver. I write a lot of weird things, most of them lies. For The Athletic, just kidding, my bosses. You're listening to the Ranger Nation podcast. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Baby Boomer Edition. Yeah, that's what we're going to call this one, guys. It's the Baby Boomer Edition. Let's talk about the young kids that are up uh, on the Major League squad right now, what they're doing, how things are going. Then we will for sure go down in the bus leagues a little bit later and we'll uh, look at the teams that are in the playoffs. The regular season is over with for the uh, for all the minor league teams. Uh, the uh, We'll talk all about that down in the bus leagues, but right now let's, uh, let's talk about something that's going to be coming up uh, this Thursday. I know it's Monday and I, I meant to get this out yesterday, but the weekend's been crazy. Uh, this Thursday, I'll be doing the Ranger game, and I am supposed to talk with Syed Youssef. If you don't know who Syed is, he, he is uh, – I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, That's what I call him. But um, he is a writer for the Athletic, uh, for Athletic DFW. He covers the Rangers, covers the Cowboys, covers the Stars. He a young kid. Great dude, man. I've met him a couple times. Um, I told him I wanted to sit down and talk to him, so Syed's going to sit down and, and – and and talk to me uh, Thursday. We're gonna we're gonna get down after the uh, players, uh, after Woody's meeting and all of that. Syed and I are gonna go to the uh, the press room and, and do a little interview and talk to him about how he got here, uh, what he did uh, growing up. Um, you know how he got into the game. I know he's a sports fan. He covers these sports. Um, you know where all he grew up, how he got into this. Uh, you know where he wants to end up and what he wants to do. But right now, let's go. Uh, right now, let's just go and let's talk about the baby boomers. Okay, so the the Rangers. I'm gonna tell you right now, these kids that they have called up been unbelievable. It's it's been a it has been a blast to watch. They just just flat out swept the the Oreos, and it was it was not. I mean, look, the the young kids helped a lot, but man, they. They, they played a great series. It's the worst team in baseball. You don't expect much. This team's hovering around 500, and you've got to give some credit to uh, Woody. You've got to give some credit to Daniels. I know a lot of you guys don't like J.D. A lot of you think that, that J.D. is a disaster. But, man, one of his biggest assets that he's – I mean, uh, there are kids that are playing right now, and you have to look at his offseason and his trade deadline and look at what's going on right now with this team – and know that he has pulled off some good deals here for practically nothing. Uh, even in the minor leagues, we can look at some of the guys that have been performing well when we get down in the dust, uh, down in the bus leagues, and we can discuss that. But you know, let's look at who's helping the the, the big league staff. Kobe Allard, uh, Allard, Kobe Allard. He's four and zero with a three point seven nine ERA. 
And this is a guy that we pulled off for Chris Martin, a rental who has not been well for the Braves. The Braves let uh, uh, Kobe let Allard go. Um, for Chris Martin, they needed some bullpen help. This guy has been up. He's 4-0. He's, he's gone deep in every game. Yeah, he's given up some hits. He's not a big – he hasn't really struck out a lot. He has had some strikeouts. But, man, he throws strikes. He gets guys out. He's a battler. He's going six innings a game. Um, you know, even the other day he got he kind of got uh, beat up a little bit early and stayed in it uh, all the way until they, they caught up, and, and he ended up still going six innings, seven innings. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. This guy's solidifying a spot right now on the on the roster for next year is in that starting rotation. And Allard is one of these guys that J.D. picked up for nothing, I mean, in all honesty. And another one's Brock Burke. Brock Burke's another kid that's here right now. He is He's making a huge case for being in the rotation. And I don't even think Allard or Brock, uh, who are both left-handers, I think they fall in line behind Palumbo and what Palumbo's going to be. Now, Palumbo was a 30th-round draft pick who worked his way up. He's one of these grinders that worked his way up. I just think his arm's better. He throws harder. He's got the spin rate up. Like He's a Mike Miner starter kit. This is a guy that has 25, 2600 spin rate on his fastball, and I've talked about that many times, and he's just had the worst luck this year coming back from Tommy John surgery. Last year, he ended the season well. They Going into this year, I was he was kind of my dark horse this year for being on the uh, – uh, opening day roster out in the rotation. Uh, he ended up not doing that. He ended up going to double uh, A to start out, and then he's just had bad luck. Uh, some 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 bad luck injury. Finally got called up. Uh, had a good outing against Oakland that first time out. I was at his, his his major league debut. Next time up, he got he got rocked a little bit. Didn't you know? Only went it uh, through the second inning, um, and then you know he's one of these guys with with uh, he's got all these. Uh, uh, options so they can option him up and down. So both times he started originally, he would get he would get option. He would go right back out. Uh, he wouldn't even stay with the team afterwards. Um, and then finally, his big break's going to come. They're looking to you know the trade deadline comes. Roster spots are opening. They know they're going to call him up. And what they're going to do there is they're going to bring him up, and he's going to pitch in the uh, basically in the rotation at the rest of the year, right before the call up. He was doing a uh, – they do these things called uh, simulated games. And I've actually seen a simulated game of what they do. So they way before batting practice or anything uh, happens, they'll set up a cage at home plate. They'll bring out a catcher, usually the bullpen catcher or someone, and they'll, uh, they'll bring two or three guys that they know aren't going to hit that day. The day I was there, it was Connor Falifa and uh, Danny Santana. And this was early in the season, and it was going to be with uh, – um, Drew Smiley. And Drew Smiley was coming back from injury, and they wanted to simulate a game. And he goes out, and he pitches like a game. He got on the mound. He threw. These guys were batting against him. Uh, wherever they hit the ball, there was no defender. So if they deemed it a ground ball out, then it was an out. And uh, he worked the count. If he struck them out, they struck out. And then uh, Kiner Falifa uh, batted. Santana went from both sides of the plate a little bit just to uh, – uh, you know, to do it, and they they did a simulated game, and that's how they do that. So so that's what they were doing with Palumbo. Palumbo's coming back uh, to do a simulated game, and his ankle's hurting, and he's got ankle tendonitis. So they have to stop him right there, and they can't do it. And they end up having to stay with uh, Ariel Hurado um, in in that spot because they basically had moved Hur- Hurado to the bullpen, 
and uh, they were going to bring up Palumbo to do that. Finally, he gets over the ankle, um, and he comes back up, and he gets ready to start, and he and he pitched in a situation he was never used to before. It's a hundred and something degrees. It's the first. He was. Hey, I don't know if y'all remember this. It's the day that Brock Burt it was the doubleheader from the Tyler Skaggs incident with the Angels. They pitched a day-night doubleheader. Uh, originally, Palumbo was supposed to pitch the night game. They decided to switch that off because they were going to make Palumbo, if you didn't know what had happened, Palumbo was going to be the 26th man on the roster that day, so they didn't have to use his option yet, and they could leave him up and, and in case they needed extra arms. And so he was going to be the the second guy to go that night, and then they switched it up and decided to pitch him first and let Burke uh, go to the night game. Palumbo had never pitched in, in that Big, I mean, in that heat, um, he was fine going, doing with the heat. He was he was actually dealing pretty well. He was doing pretty good, but he was sweating so bad he kept going to the rosin bag trying to get his hand dry, and he de- developed a blister, a nasty blister. Last time I was there, I saw it. It's it's healing well, but it was still pretty tender. So look for him. He's going to be back. He's throwing. He was throwing with a band aid last time I saw him. By now, he might be off the band aid, but he's still you know you got to get a feel for the ball again before he gets back up to it. But that's just bad luck. That that guy right there maybe better than than Burke or Allard but that's three arms right there to compete for those um those rotation spots and that's two of the you know that's three more kids uh right there uh uh coming up and Burke was part of that Profar trade um you know the and look what Profar's done he struggled a little bit in Oakland um you know he had the the yips and all of that and part of that deal that they pulled off and Burke's Burke's here now and looking really good another kid Another kid that's playing well, Emmanuel Classe. Emmanuel Classe is playing really well. Um, this guy's two and two with a two point eight seven ERA. If you haven't watched him pitch, I mean the guy's touching one hundred one hundred two miles an hour. He's got and it's got a natural cut on the ball. This is Mariano Rivera threw a ninety six mile an hour cut fastball, and people thought he was unreal. And people knew the cut ball, the the cut fastball was coming, and they still couldn't deal with it. Classe's throwing one hundred and one mile an hour cut fastball um you know so that's another one and this is a guy we got we got for uh brett nichols the 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 catcher that we traded with san diego who had kind of given up on him uh, in fact classe wasn't throwing near as hard as he did now he just developed into it another one's jonathan hernandez who they brought up and they've got him in the bullpen he's one and with a 2.16 era so that's four kids right now Making their major league debut this year. One's got a 2.16 ERA. One's got a 2.87 ERA. The two starters are at 3.52 and 3.79. I mean, come on, guys. That's that's good. I mean, that's 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 where you want your pitching to be. Now let's get into the bats and what we've got going on there with the young guys they brought up. Look at hey, look at Jose Trevino. Uh, that they brought up. They just out of the blue. No one expected that. Just out of the blue, they thought, you know what? We're gonna let we're gonna let um, FedEx go. We're gonna bring up Trevino, let him pitch the rest of the year, and see what or catch the rest of the year. He's getting more. Um, you know, he's splitting time with Mathis right now. The guy's hitting two sixty nine. I think everyone would have been happy if he would have hit two hundred because Mathis isn't even hitting two hundred. He's hitting two sixty nine. He's got a seven oh four OPS uh, with two home runs. He's solidifying a chance that that he is going to be the starting everyday catcher next year. Now he may not. But he's been well behind the plate. He's played really well behind the plate. and uh, But just putting up those numbers, I think what you want from your catcher, you want ops around 600 or higher. You want them to hit about 220. 
as long as they're good behind the plate and a little bit of pop in the bat. That's all you need from your catcher. Your catcher doesn't have to be your superstar. We've had superstar catchers like Pudge when he was here. But in this situation, you've got other bats that you're wanting to develop, so you don't need that. Now, Ronald Guzman's back. And in the last seven games that he's been back, he's in 400. So, I mean, you know, these kids are going to get this chance in September to do this. Of course, the one name that everyone's talking about and the one that is is really – I'm going to bring out an article, actually, I'm going to write, and it's called The Ruge Solution. Uh, the Ruge Solution is what the Rangers – the solution to the Ruge problem. It's probably going to come out here in the next few days. That's going to be uh, basically what I think the options are for, for Rugnet Odor and what they're going to have to do, especially because of Nick Solak. Solak's hitting 328 with a 949 OPS. Um, look – you know, I know that, that Ruggie's been kind of hot here the last couple of games, but how many times have we seen that this year? He's hot for a couple of games, then he goes down on the slide. I, look, I like the guy. I really do like the guy. And a lot of y'all don't understand that. A lot of y'all can't stand him and you hate him, and that's fine. But I'm telling you right now, he's a good guy. He's very well liked. I thought he was kind of a jerk when I first met him. And that, then I, more and more that I've been there, he's not. He's a really good guy. The team loves him. Everyone loves him. They love what he's doing. They don't like his production, though, and that's just reality. Um, the guy's not hitting what he needs to be hitting to stay in this league. He's just not doing it. He's a great defender, and Nick Solak is making people look around and go, well, we got a solution around here. Now, Solak's not as good at second base. I understand there's some defensive flaws they need to work on, but neither was Ruggie when he first got here. But I'm telling you, he looks more comfortable at the plate. And he doesn't look like he's just swinging for the hills. Now, another guy, this guy's been here all year as part of the young kids that are here. He's been here all year. Well, let's talk about him last because he's basically the MVP of them. Let's talk about Heineman, who's here right now. He's got a 646 OPS. He's only hitting about 200. He's not playing. He's kind of playing more sporadic. Um, Heineman is, is – I, I said all along I thought Heineman was the future uh, center fielder right now, uh, uh, D is the uh, Shields is playing better than him, but I really have always liked Heineman. He's fast. I saw him play last year in Nashville when he was with Round Rock. Of course, Nashville last year was the Oakland AAA team, and uh, and the uh, the uh, Round Rock Round Rock was the Rangers, and we were in Nashville. The wife and I, Kathy and I, were there, and and Round Rock was playing there, and Heineman hit a home run, made a couple good plays out in center field, and I thought he would make the opening day roster. Then he had that shoulder issue. But he's back up now. He's getting the regular ABs. We're going to see him play more, and hopefully he can get – he's looked better lately. But then there's the one guy, the, the one kid that has basically solidified his spot. Um, you know, Solak, for everything you're seeing for Solak, everybody's basically saying, well, Solak's here. He's, he's solidified his spot, and he's here, you know – Maybe, um, definitely. He doesn't have a place to play defensively. Um, you know, maybe he ends up being a good center fielder. I don't know if it's not second base. I think everyone just assumes he slides in for Odor. But, uh, um, but I tell you, somebody who's got a spot, and he's the new left fielder. And you can't say anything bad about Willie Calhoun right now. I mean, they've played with him earlier, went up and down with him. The guy's produced every time he's been up. He's hitting 270 right now. He's got 18 home runs. He's got an 854 OPS. Uh, that's your left fielder. Those are better numbers than, than Mazzara. Those are better numbers. Well, they're, they're better than Gallo uh, at the moment, but we know what Gallo is. If not for the injury, Gallo would be killing those numbers. Gallo's got over 20 home runs. But – you know, the injuries that he's dealt with. But Willie Calhoun, that's your left fielder. 
Um, and I wrote an article about where these players were in your core. I had Willie in it. So you got Willie that's for sure coming back. You got Elvis that's for sure coming back. You've got, you know, that you've got your core players and Willie's Willie's it. And Joey Gallo obviously is a core player. I'm telling you right now, Willie Calhoun, Willie Calhoun, everything is advertised. And we got we got Willie Calhoun from the uh we got Willie Calhoun from the Los Angeles Dodgers for uh you Darvish, who everybody thought that we got fleeced on this deal. You Darvish, now with the Cubs, finally pitching well. I would have you Darvish back tomorrow if he would come back here. But that is where we are with these with these guys. Now that's a bunch of kids that are playing right now. So I know that everyone's upset. They keep, you know, Odor keeps getting into the lineup. I'm telling you right now, I wrote about it. Odor's playing for his job right now. They're letting him see what he can do. So don't be surprised if Odor doesn't end up back here in the spring of next year. But, you know, look, the solutions thing is going to come up. I'm going to write about that. It's the Rugi solution. Um, I'll have that coming out as I finish up and work out some things on that. I want to get that written. I actually may want to talk to a couple guys in the press box and what they think. But uh, anyway, so that's the, that's, that's the uh, baby boomers right there. The baby boomers are here. But to go along with baby boomers, we do need to do one thing. We need to go down. In the bus leagues. This is Ryan Doro of the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. This is Ryan Rillard from the Frisco Rough Riders, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. All right, everybody, and we are down in the bus leagues. And the reason we're going to go down in the bus leagues today to end the season, well, it's actually not, we'll, we'll probably revisit, but the uh, regular season for the minor leagues is over with. Um, Three of now that now when I say major, we go triple A, double A, high A, low A, and short season. Out of those, three teams made the playoffs. Arizona Rookie League also made the playoffs. In fact, won their league. The Arizona Rangers won their league. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Wenzel, uh, the new guy, Wenzel. he was playing for them and then got moved up to Spokane. Spokane made the playoffs. Also, they were eliminated, unfortunately, but they did make the playoffs also. And then you go up from there. The only two that didn't make the playoffs were going to be Frisco and Nashville. But we know that Frisco and Nashville um, finished the season playing really well. Frisco, it's it's pretty amazing what Frisco did. Because Frisco, in the first half, ended up a game and a half out the first half. And then the second half ended about four games out um, in the standings. And they only take the, the first – they ended up in third place about four games out. Uh, and, they, and they played even ball. And I think the first half, though, I think they played – they were over – no, they were just a little bit under 500. But they, they ended up just a few games under 500. But that's pretty amazing to be that close to the playoffs with the, with the, the way that their roster was just completely shuffled. I mean, they had – Started the season with three guys that are in the rotation now or, or that are up in the major leagues now. A lot of their players were moved up and down. Down east started off hot and then moved a lot of their players to Frisco. With what Frisco moved around, starting pitching, with everything there, pretty amazing how they finished the season. Um, the uh, Nashville, Nashville obviously was out. They, ne- they didn't have a really good season all year, but they ended up um, – the second half was really good for Nashville and um, ended up about eight games out. But, you know, they, they gave away – their awards and and you know what you got to take your hat i take my hat off to tim dillard uh he's played 17 years of big league baseball or uh sorry 17 years of baseball 15 of them in the minor leagues he was mvp for nashville and you know what should have been mvp all the times that he was 
called in for a spot start or whatever and would go six scoreless innings or go five run you know give up give up two runs in five innings or six innings on a spot start all through triple a this year doesn't throw real extremely hard he's a side armor of course everyone knows about free dilly and knows about his uh his uh the the Twitter jail he was in and he's back out of it now and he started up on Instagram but he's just a fun personality just an unbelievable guy uh, a word is that he is now I'm working the game Wednesday I already talked to you about uh, uh, Syed that I'm gonna be talking to Syed but word is that Tim Dillard's gonna be in Arlington um, he's not gonna be playing or he's not getting activated but he will be around gonna do a radio maybe do some TV. And be around. That's something I heard. I don't know if that's true, but that guy has got a future in baseball afterwards. His personality is just unbelievably amazing. He's such a funny guy, and what a what a what a guy there that did that. Now, as far as who's still in it, there's one team that's still playing right now. Down East had a heck of a year, an unbelievable year in Down East. Ended up in the playoffs. They just lost to Fayetteville Sunday. They really had a bunch of rain that really messed with them. And uh, and so they ended up having to play a doubleheader on Saturday, and they had played the deciding game on Sunday. Ended up losing six to three, and did not advance to the championship. Uh, but they had a heck of a year. Down East was another one. All the Hickory players that started out so good for Hickory were playing for Down East when the playoffs happened. And a lot of the Spokane kids and Josh Young, he's still playing in the playoffs right now um, for Hickory. Hickory's the only team that's still in it. They're playing for the South Atlantic League Championship, and they started tonight. They're playing against Lexington, which is a Kansas City affiliate. Um, I, I haven't looked in on it. I will. I think they last I saw they were up three to two, <clears throat> but they're playing a best out of five series. Um, a lot of the guys we know there, Josh Young, uh, obviously is a name that's there. You've got Cole Wynn that'll be starting. Uh, you've got Ronnie Henriquez uh, is pitching there. Um, but with the with that being over with, the minor leagues had like some. Jamie Newberg wrote something about this. It was like last week that the minor leagues had like a. Point five six seven winning percentage, 567 winning percentage was the highest in baseball among minor league affiliates for major league teams. I mean, that's a that's an unbelievably winning record. Winning isn't a isn't important, but you know who was a winning who came up together winning, and that's the, all the guys at the major league. Um, you know, uh, Mazzara and Gallo and uh, a few of those guys were playing for. Hickory, when Hickory won it in 2015, Hickory's got a chance to win it again now, and they're favored to win it. Um, they had the best record in the in the South Atlantic League. Um, they are they are picked to win. The, the Lexington beat a good team to get there, but they are in no way uh, – they, they had a great first half, which is what got them to the playoffs. You don't know how it does for minor leagues. They don't do playoffs – at the that you have a first half winner and a second half winner and they do that because of all the fluctuation of rosters so if a team has an unbelievably start to the season and then you got to promote all those guys but they played good enough the first season they automatically get into the playoffs and then you come back the second half of the season and they do the same thing the top two teams the second half if one team wins um, like say if uh, Hickory won the first half and then won the second half, but Down East actually did that, uh, then you pick the second place team gets into the playoffs the second half. Um, so that's basically how that works, and they play, the, you know, the the four teams play each other, and then they go to the championship of that. But uh, <clears throat> a lot of good, a lot of players had some great years. We were talking about John Daniels and what he did with uh, 
with some of the some of the moves that he made, some of the players that have really I mean, I know everyone's talking about Josh Young and how Josh Young is on his way uh, on the fast track to get here. Let me tell you somebody sitting right in front of Josh Young and, and that shirt in a pastel. Um for uh down east. Started out at Hickory and uh now he's at Down East. He ended up with uh let me find what, what he did, but I think he ended up all together with about twenty home runs. He ended up he had he really did good once he got to uh Got got here. Let's see, see what it's shirt and end up with for the season. So he he ended up hitting nineteen home runs and two fifty one average, but he really turned it on at Down East. Was really playing better this last part. He struggled when he first got to Down East, but really turned it on at the end. Um, he's apparently a really good third baseman. He's a big kid, and he was part of that that uh, Taylor Hearn uh, trade when we got Taylor Hearn for. Uh, uh, for Keone Kila, um, Shirton Apostel was the one that came later. He was the player to be named later. And how that works is, you know, you, so that's another John Daniel win. You got to give him a win on that one. And that normally, uh, you know, uh, they, if you're trying to get a deal done, it's got to get done by a certain time period. You, you, you haven't had time to send scouts out. Then they'll say, Hey, we'll send, how about these three players here? And you make a choice and they go, great. That's the player to be named later. And then Texas will send out their scouts, watch all three of them, and uh, you know, or whoever's in the in those players to be named later, and then they'll pick the one they want and eventually pull the trigger on it. Um, and sometimes they might hold off and say, "Hey, well, I think we're going to take him, but let's hold off and let him stay here to finish because we don't have a place to put him over here yet." But anyway, Shirton Apostel was who they got. Uh, big old boy, six foot four, two hundred pounds. I mean, he's good. He's ahead of Josh Young. Now, if both of them continue to do what they're doing, Josh Young is having really good. Really good year so far with the way that he's been hitting. Uh, he started out down at, at the uh, – the, you know, they, he skipped Spokane and went directly from Spokane and ended up over at uh, – he's hitting three sixty three right now with, uh, with Hickory, but he hit like – Four fifty or something like that with with Arizona when he started out in Arizona five eighty eight he hit five eighty eight and then with Hickory he's hit two eighty seven uh, on his average and his total right now is at three sixteen but he's got an ops of uh, of over eight hundred right now and you know you've got Biggers on that team if y'all remember Jacks Biggers was the shortstop from Arkansas that got drafted that's that's playing he's hitting better on that team but so keep an eye on Hickory watch that this week they've got we've got another team that is got a chance they they've got a chance to win the playoffs but. Uh, but you know we're we're getting down to we're winding down the season. I got about three or four more Ranger games I'm going to. I'm, I have put in to go to the last Yankee game, um, and I don't know you know whether or not I'll get that. It'll be the very last game of the season, the very last game at, at uh, uh, the ballpark. You know I hope to get credentials. I hope I get to do it. There's just no way of knowing if I'm actually going to get to. Um, you know, I, I understand if I don't, um, I'm way down the line. The ESPN and all of them are going to come way above Dallas Sports Nation but and the Ranger Nation podcast. But if I do, it's going to be uh, a, a sweet for me. As and, and, you know, we'll probably do a show, some of our best memories at the ballpark, and I'll tell you some of mine when I was there And because I've gone to games. I've gone to many games every year since it's been open. I've been to – my wife and I have been to 17 straight opening days. I've been to a total of a, probably about 30 opening days. Um, I usually go to 10, 15 games a year. Uh, this year I've been to over 20, but I did it as credentialed media. I was at opening day this year as a as a paying customer, but I've been as media probably 20 times, uh, 25 times maybe. I went to uh, 
four or five Frisco games to see see some guys playing down there and talk to some guys. But, uh, you know, it, it's been fun as we wind this thing down. We're going to continue to do some off-season stuff. We're going to have a winter meeting roundtable with some of the bloggers, the local bloggers, and we're going to get together and do something there, maybe do a roundtable podcast and do that. Like I said, coming up this Sunday, I'm going to have uh, Syed Youssef, who, who's with The Athletic. We're going to sit down for about 15, 20 minutes and put something together, and, uh, and and I'll have that on the show for Sunday. We'll wind it down to the end of the season. We'll do an end of the year. Uh, we'll, do, we'll obviously get with somebody and do one where we have our player awards and who's the MVP and all of that for the season. Um, and, you know, I think everyone knows who that's probably going to be. But this one was a, a good one. I, I didn't get it together yesterday the weekend was kind of crazy um i'm you know i'm getting old and having a birthday party uh last night with the family my birthday's actually coming up this thursday but i was going to be at the ranger game and then i'm going out of town for the weekend to do a little hunting uh so I, you know what i'm probably not going to have the podcast together until probably monday night again just because uh i get back in town from hunting but uh, appreciate everybody being a part of this one, like we say every time, uh, getting out here. I mean, I appreciate you listening. Hey, follow me on Twitter, at Ranger Nation Pod, at Ranger Nation Pod, or at J-M-M-O-O-R-E-912, J-M-Moore-912. That's the recliner nerd one, or the Ranger Nation Pod. Um, go to Dallas Sports Nation. This is the Dallas Sports Nation uh, podcast. Appreciate everyone that's listening. And like I say at the end of every podcast, at the end of everything I ever write, Nerd out!